War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to this channel, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 107, what the channel message. On October 1st, Thursday, we got together, we recorded this little ditty for you. <laughs> <laughs> Wanna hear it? Here it goes! <laughs> it's just me and Jason, no Mark. Well, we're recording a podcast, Mark's at home, stuck at home with a sick wife and kid. <laughs> Thank you very much! Preach it! <laughs> <laughs> We are a duo without Mr. Miller tonight. Yeah, it's really interesting. I think the only dynamic duo combination left after this week would be for me and Mark to record a show last next week without you, and then all the permutations three <laughs> weeks in a row would be handled. But then, like, and then we could all do our own solo show. <laughs> Boy, that would suck. The gradual disintegration of Channel Massive. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be a, that be a good thing? It'd be gripping. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, uh, it's just. You and me. That's right. We're over at my powerhouse. You and I. We've got my Ewok Yub Yub here. Yes. You know, Yub Yub's being very good. We're we're actually in a different uh, recording location tonight. That's true. We aren't in the fancy... We're not in the basement. ...insulated, padded recording studio. We're over in my apartment. Yes. We we had a a minor emergency, so Mark is not here with us. we're doing we're doing this live without a net, just Noah and Jason. And we tried this once before, and it was a really great episode with audio quality. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, and Mark screwed everything up. After, you know, he was like, "Oh no, we can't have this going on." So my hope is that this episode does reach you. <laughs> if it does, consider yourself very way. lucky. Yes. Reach out and touch you, <laughs> or touch me. I'm, I'm good with that. In tonight's episode, we will be telling you what we've been playing. We've got a couple emails, and we've got a smattering of news. It's kind of a bit of a slow it news week. It has been a slow news week, hasn't it? And we also it's have a special bizarre. feature to include, which I, are we going to include it in, this, in the introduction? Or are we going to save it for the end? Oh, our uh, Who Said That segment? Yeah. I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll, I think we'll tag it on to the end of the email. And we'll, we'll have a little contest. What we'll do is we have some... Uh, we have a Skaven skin cloak code key from Warhammer Online, and what you'll have to do is I'm gonna I'm gonna say a quote, I'm gonna read a quote, and you're gonna have to guess who said that quote. I'm gonna I'll give you a hint right now. It's from a a blogger uh, that you all know and love, uh, and you'll just you'll have to who I guess I guess what we'll say is what the the first person who writes in. Yeah, and tells us uh, which quote and blog post that this does it have to be the email or does it have to be a comment on the website? Um, it will have to be an email. Okay, so you uh, have to email us the correct blogger name at mail m a i l at channelmassive dot com, 
and uh, we will uh, we'll get that code right out to you. But it will be the first person who happens to write in and and tells us where that quote comes from, and we'll get to that part in our uh, email segment. Anyway, I say we get on with the show with what we've been playing. Sounds good. Let's talk about what we've been playing last week. Well, the last time that I was on the show, which was two weeks ago, I, uh-huh. I said I hadn't been playing anything, but I actually had. <laughs> I forgot about it. So I'm going to lump it all in together into a double bonus update Ooh, of what I've been playing. Double XP bonus. Yes. I finished Professor Layton 2. You finished it? Yep. Oh I played God. through... Well, I haven't done I all that. I feel so lame because I'm only 40 puzzles in, maybe, if that. You have a ways to go. Yeah. But it's really good. The story gets better and better the more that you go into it. I also played through and finished another adventure game called Hardy Boys Treasure on the Tracks from Her Interactive. Are you kidding me? You played a Hardy Boys game, Noah? It was sent to us for review. I mean, I understand By the I people that make that. the Nancy that's, Drew games. That's all well and I good. I could have played a Nancy I'm just, Drew game. I'm, I, I, I'm, con- I'm, I'm sitting here trying to contemplate in my mind having to review a Hardy Boys game. I don't know how you do it. I admire you for for putting in the time and effort to do it. I just personally, myself, I don't think I could. I was actually initially excited about playing it because when I was a kid I read the Hardy Boys books. I really liked them. I've read a couple. And I haven't played any of the Nancy Drew games, so I'm like, well, maybe this will be good. And I'm like, it's really cool. Uh-huh. It's, it's an adventure game, which that was my original favorite genre. Right. And it's set up kind of like Professor Layton with puzzles in it. Right. But it's not Professor Layton. (laughs) And I really should not have played it directly after finishing Professor Layton because it's a light year difference in terms of presentation and quality and challenge. I mean, the art, for one thing, is all done. And that's on the DS. That's on the DS, yeah. I apologize for not seeing that earlier. Um, There's this character, the secondary character in the story. The art is so poorly done in the game she has, I think, four different hair colors unintentionally in the game. <laughs> like when you talk to her and you see her character portrait, she's blonde. And sometimes when you see her standing in room, she's blonde. But in some of the cin- in one of the cinemas, her hair is brown. In another cinema, her hair is black. And actually, in another area where she wasn't in the cinema, her hair is black. And one of the Hardy Boys says, "What's she doing here?" And I'm like, "Who the hell is she?" <laughs> it's like the, they recognize this character. I had no idea who the hmm. hell they're referring to. And then they showed the cinema with her with different colored hair. I'm like, "Who the hell is that?" And they're like, "Wow, that was such and such." And I'm like, "It was." <laughs> okay, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I could see where you would have a problem with that. Uh, colors are indeed important. They are when you're trying to identify a character with simplistic art. I also played some games on 360 and Wii, and they're slipping my mind, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait! Wait! No, no. Oh, yeah. I played Wii Sports Resort. Okay. And I played... Uh, uh, it's... Oh, I played a Uno Rush <laughs> and your mind. Pac-Man Championship Edition and some Age of Booty and Explosion Man. So you, you're, real, you're playing a lot of Xbox Live games yeah. from the sound of it. Yeah, getting prepped up for a game day. Well, you know, we could. And in fact, one of my recommendations would be that new uh, the zombie game. Left 4 Dead? Uh, no. Burn Zombie Burn? 
No, no, the the one for Xbox Live. What the hell am I thinking about? Which one? There's a new one that just came out recently. It's, it's like a zombie apocalypse game, but it's like it's it's total you know arcade. Is it like Smash TV style? Kind of. I wonder if that's the one from Konami. Kind of. Uh, so, anyway, we'll we'll look into that. Maybe doing some of that. That'd uh, be cool for our our gaming orgy day. Um, oh, that's right. There's one important thing that I forgot that I played last week. Oh, yes. Age of Conan. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. But... No, 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 no. Because I last time I talked to everybody, my computer wasn't put together. Right. And I hadn't been able to experience Age of Conan Direct 10 DirectX goodness. Yes, on that my, is true. Uh, on my new on machine. Your new, on your new desktop. And my new machine works. It's awesome. The only two things on it right now are Windows and Age of Conan. <laughs> I haven't installed my productivity software that I need, not well, Photoshop, not any other games. Productivity software. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And unfortunately, when I got on there, Blameful Gecko wasn't online. Mark wasn't online. And it's beautiful. It looks great on my system. I'm just stuck in Tarantia forever with like 50 trying missions to do a bunch of quests that there. just has me going back and forth yeah. it's so boring uh, yeah. and I was waiting for other people to show up and I'm like this sucks I'm like when do I get out of this city I'm, uh, it looks really nice and it's cool but I don't want to yeah, stay in it it's very beautiful it's totally well, different experience very well though. done yeah and so I, after I got pretty bored I, I did that for like an hour or so then I uh, since I always felt that Mark's, Mark's character Gunkorilla look like a Britney Spears character. I went and made my own Britney Spears character to compliment him. <laughs> I spent a lot uh, of time. Are, are we talking like like shaven head Britney Spears? Or no, are we talking... traditional blonde wavy hair oh, Britney okay. Spears. I, I just wanted to clarify that. I wanted us to have like a, a, a clan, a gaggle. I don't know what the, <laughs> the correct term would be for a group of Britneys. Um, and I'm... Uh, a whole clan? <laughs> That's as close as I could come up with. And I made her a conqueror, and I've never played as a conqueror before. Got through the first five levels until I got into Tortage. She kicks ass. There's like, from level one on, she's killing everything with one hit. And then she's just leveling up. And Sweet. I don't know what they did to change the conqueror recently, but she is There, were, there was like butt. a huge patch that came out recently that, that gave the conqueror some love. So. Apparently so, because she's like a monster. I've never played such a powerful character. Huh. Well, interesting. It's glad, cool. glad you're having a good time there. Yeah. And I'm sure you've played you played DJ Hero, but for some reason you're not able to reveal your 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 love for that game or, or hate for that game. Well, I was under embargo. But well, well, you're probably still under embargo. No, I wasn't. No, you're it not. It lifted on Tuesday. Ah. Yeah. So well, I, I mean, <laughs> share a little bit at least for me. <laughs> well, when I mean, we talked I mean, about I'm it, sure we'll, we'll get we'll get to it this weekend. Well, of course. Uh, when I talked about it, they um, were gracious enough to. That was so cool of them. Give you a it copy, was really, which is really, like really, cool. really awesome. I, yeah. I saw the turntable. I've seen the turntable myself, and I have to say, the surprising thing to me right off the bat is is that it's small. small. It's smaller than it's about and the size it looks, of a small laptop. You know, when, when you see the pictures. On the on the internet, just you know, from various sites, it looks like it would be bigger. It looks yeah. like it would be like maybe the size of a of a good size printer, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even close to that. 
Yeah, it's not two feet wide. It's it's about the size of a small laptop. In fact, the the bags that they gave us in the our turntables in were small laptop bags. So if you can imagine that, that's about the size. And it is so much fun. And when I talked about it actually on Dojo Show Go earlier this week, I went on and I asked my co-hosts if they had any questions. And they said, and one of them who's real smart ass and I love him for it. He's like, actually, you talked so much. I don't think there's anything I could possibly not know about the game. So I won't do that to you here. Okay, that's fine. You know, actually, maybe what we'll do, and and I, and I hate to do, I hate to cut that short. We can wait until we've all played. We'll it wait until we've all had it. a chance to play it over the weekend, and yeah. and we'll all kind of chime in because we did have that segment uh, a couple shows back where we asked the question whether the music genre was. Uh, going going downhill, yeah, and so this should help address that. Oh, I, th- I definitely think, think so. Um, as far as my playing experience went, I, I actually had a kind of a bad week gaming. I I played a little bit of Professor Layton, um, as I mentioned before. Um, I also played some Champions Online. Unfortunately, uh, Champions Online was having some issues. Uh, this week, uh, server issues where they had to take the servers down multiple times. Uh, they were it was down the other day for quite a long time, and and it was really pissing me off. And and when it was working, uh, I was getting randomly disconnected. Like one night, it happened to me like three or four times. I would be in the middle of doing something, and it would just disconnect me in the middle of an instance. Or you know, I, I actually I ended up uh, helping Blameful Gecko during his Nemesis mission, which at level twenty-five. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, in in Champions Online, when you reach level twenty-five, you're able to create a Nemesis. It's so cool for your hero. Uh, so. Blameful Gecko went through all the trouble of doing that, carefully crafted this villain uh, to to thwart him, and he asked me, he said, dude, you want to come on my first nemesis mission with me? I was like, yeah, sure, you know, why not? You know, I'll, I'll go, sure, I'm, I'm game for it, I'll go check it out. And right in the middle of that, it boots me. Man. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. This is pissing me off, and it, and at that point, that had been like the, like the third or fourth time that that that, that had happened to me uh, during the night that I was playing, and and it just it was really becoming frustrating for me. Um, I'm hoping uh, that these next few updates uh, fix it. I was able to log on today, and I I myself reached level 25 uh, with my character Bloodlust to the Reckoning. <laughs> uh, that's the one in, that's in most of your screenshots on the website, yes, right? Yeah, I, I've been posting some really weird random screenshots. Those are funny. Over the past couple of weeks, just of random encounters with other other players who create you know really lame or bizarre uh, characters, or just just bizarre moments that I happen to deem screenshot worthy, I guess. Uh, so I've been posting them there. Uh, so I created my own, and I was thinking. Well, what would be like the worst possible nemesis for my my hero, which is Bloodlust to the Reckoning, which in, in itself sounds like a really bad movie sequel title. So I was thinking, well, only another sequel could possibly <laughs> top Bloodlust three. So what I did, yeah, exactly. What so what I did, I was thinking, well, it's got to be Blood Bloodlust three, but it's got to be like bigger, badder. 
you know, uncut, you know, something like that. I was thinking of different names. And so <laughs> what I finally decided on was um, I created a nemesis whose name is Bloodlust 3, uh, Lust 4, Blood 2. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was, like, just That's perfect. That's good. Very fast and furious of you. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, and, I, and of course, I made him, him kind of look like my character, like my hero character, but bigger, badder, you know, Sweet. totally overblown, you know, overhyped, you know, over budgeted, over budgeted. Exactly. <laughs> I made him really look over the top. So I'm hoping to get some screenshots of some of my nemesis encounters, uh, when I get a chance. Uh, anyway, that's kind of all I've done. I'm just, I'm really looking forward to doing the gaming orgy this weekend. Uh, it's going to be so much fun. If you guys haven't participated in our poll, uh, please do let us know what crazy games you might want to. Well, apparently they think we should all be playing shot at. champions, which I know is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, that is. In fact, I think the last time I looked, that was leading the <laughs> leading the poll was to force <laughs> was to force Jim and Noah to buy <laughs> champions online. <laughs> Yeah, I put a comment in there wondering yeah. how many votes Ion would have gotten if it were on there as an option. I, alas, it wasn't. Force the entire <laughs> team to buy Ion. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that's what we've been playing. I think I think we should get into some uh, email and, and a tweets. Sweet. So the email and tweets for the week kind of lacking. So, but we uh, still got two good emails. We'll, we will again berate our our listener base into spank, spank. Uh, you know, hey, step your game up. All right, talk to us, goddamn. They are the silent majority. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have uh, some comments. Uh, the first comment comes from APK. Uh, who left a comment uh, regarding episode 106 that I'd like to address. Oh, yeah, I wish Mark was here for this one. Yeah, he says, Hey, guys, love the podcast, but I couldn't help but notice some hypocrisy throughout the episode. Uh, you read out an email to writing bloggers and forum users who complain about games they've barely played. You also review a Champions Online blog review and tear it apart because the reviewer has only played it for 20 hours. Then you go on throughout the podcast, basically hammering Ion, which you guys have barely played and admittedly have no interest in. What people like and dislike is entirely subjective. I get it. But if you are willing to put your opinion out there for games that you have little knowledge of, you should really be willing to accept that others can have an, have an opinion based on limited knowledge and first impressions as well. Deal with those impressions at face value rather than dismissing them out of hand because they haven't played that game long enough to have an opinion. Okay? Uh, so there was that. Um, my, I think my response to that is is that we weren't necessarily ragging on Ion. There, there were like a couple... You know, basically all we did was we commented on... News stories. News stories or, or other... Reviews. Uh, that particular review happened to come from uh, Colin Brennan from Massively.com. Who's a great writer. Great writer. Thank you for the back rub, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
That's right. Noah, Noah got a virtual back rub uh, from nice. Colin, which was uh, very appreciated. <laughs> and um, so really all we did was kind of report on what Colin had reviewed on. And and also I think we touched on some of the issues like the AFK vendor uh, issue, the, the server queues, yeah, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. So we just kind of commented on some of that. It wasn't necessarily... You know, an opinion. It was just you know we were just reporting what we were hearing. I remember Mark drawing some comparisons to what was the other game that had the issue? Did you talk about? I think he said Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Right, and Mark. Had some issues Mark's, with the server. Out, out of the three of us, Mark is you know, and I'll, I'll reiterate this: Mark is the only one who actually played through uh, some of the beta for Ion. And I'll also restate my opinion on it, which is I have no opinion because I haven't played it. I Ditto. haven't touched it. Um, quite honestly, it just doesn't hold any interest for me. It doesn't sound like a game that I'd be interested in trying. Uh, so I really... You'll never earn your wings, Jason. Now, yeah, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> now, now I will own up to this, and, and, I, and I, I wholeheartedly admit that I did rip NCSoft in this particular case, is where I, I ripped NCSoft um, in, part of that, in part of the show where we introduced Ion, and they were like, well, you know, Ion is our next new big MMO that's coming out, and I kind of read the, the... I read the press release very snarkily. Yeah, I remember that that was funny. Um, <laughs> I laughed. I, yeah, exactly, and I, and I totally admit to doing that. Um, it was on purpose only because NCSoft has a reputation of, well, getting rid of MMOs that haven't been very successful after a short period of time and quite honestly I, I don't see that changing at least not for a while Ion is proving to be a very uh, popular game so far um, and that's all well and good but who's to say that they don't start telling the guys who who uh, are making uh, updates for City of Heroes that well if you don't step your game up a little bit we're going to uh, shut you down as well, you know. I know. I know that seems far fetched, but it could happen. Uh, so yeah, my it was more my my little snark fest during you know during that segment was more directed towards NCSoft and not necessarily as a corporate at, entity. Yeah, and not necessarily at, at Ion. Uh, but yeah, I do know where you're coming from there. Um, you know, I, and I appreciate your opinion. So anyway, that's that's really all, all I have to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. And I made my comments over on the website, <laughs> just to give you some more real-time feedback, Mister uh, APK. Uh, Dicky from uh, RainbowMMO.com uh, addressed some of those uh, Microsoft uh, Electronic Art buyout rumors that we addressed. I uh, said, hey, fellas, wanted to leave a comment on your speculation concerning the Electronic Arts Microsoft buyout, uh, but I don't have a WordPress account, and I don't feel like creating one just to have another password to remember. Wink. Anyway, Microsoft already publishes some IPs on other platforms. Normally, they lean towards Nintendo DS, like with MechaSalt. Also, they publish some of the biggest software packages, like Office, on competitor platforms like the Mac. 
if Microsoft is about anything, it's about making money. Making money off their competitors' products would be icing on the cake for them. Uh, knowing the PS3 doesn't make money on the console, they could easily make more money from PS3 players than only play sports titles than Sony makes from those same players. It would be to their disadvantage to block other consoles, particularly particularly as we move forward towards the digital age where consoles become less and less relevant. Anyway, just a few thoughts. See you in Champions Online. Um, and I think that that's kind of a good point. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm thinking to myself, you know, I was like in hyper conspiracy mode when I was, you know, thinking about things like that. And, I, and like again, like I said, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know the legal the legal ramifications of what um, such a buyout would would cause if Microsoft could indeed turn to EA and say, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, you can no longer, you know, publish titles on the PS3. Or or the or the Nintendo Wii Xbox 360, the only home of the NFL. Exactly, you know, and that would be like, damn, you know, fuck, could they really do that and get away with that? And I was thinking, well, man, yeah, maybe they that could. That is one plausible. So I don't know. Again, if if there are any listeners who who might have an insight into the legalities of of all that, I'd appreciate to hear from you. But but yeah, I mean, I I can I can totally see Dickie's point. You know, it it wouldn't necessarily serve them they make the most money they make more money consoles. you know just by saying yeah you know we own EA and the only way you're getting you know madness through us now so <laughs> suckers yeah yeah I could totally see that anyway uh, thanks for writing in again my my big issue this week not enough email <laughs> or tweet responses this week I'm surprised there's up. no tweets. There's been tweets pretty reliably know, for many weeks. I know, They've just totally slacked on us. Well, it's been a slow week, I think, overall. It has been, overall. Anyway, please, please, contact us. We can be reached at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com. You can also contact us on our Twitter feed at twitter.com slash channelmassive. Send us a, help. send us a cheesy audio submission. We'll play it. We don't care how bad it sounds. Well, we kind of do, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Scott's audio submissions are always welcome, and they're not cheesy. And we miss you, Scott. You yeah. Haven't, you haven't sent anything in You've for weeks You've been silent now. since episode silent. 100. That's silent. like two months ago. Wow. Man, I'm disappointed. I'm going to go cry now. <laughs> Let's take a break. Hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend. Uh, we're going to play a little game now, a uh, game that I like to call Guess Who Said That? <laughs> uh, this uh, contest will involve uh, you trying to figure out who said, the, who said this particular quote that I'm about to read to you right now. Uh, the prize will be a Skaven skin cloak code for Warhammer Online. Um, I will say that the first person who correctly responds to this... Via email. Via email at mail. M-A-I-L. At channelmassive.com will win. Uh, So I'm going to read this uh, particular (laughs) quote. Uh, This is from a blog. Everybody's familiar with this blog. Um, If not, you'll have to do a little bit of hunting for it. 
anyway, I'll keep this short and sweet. Here I go. Everything feels brought together, and a harmony exists between the world and the gameplay. I'd call it immersion, but it goes beyond that, <laughs> because it captures that, wow, I feel comfortable sense. Some guildies and I were talking about it today, and the best description we could come up with was, this feels really good. <laughs> it's true. Ion does feel really, really good. It feels traditional in grassroots MMORPG. As I level up and observe my surroundings, it feels like that sense of comfort and goodness is increasing. Anyway, that's the quote. Uh, go search for it. First correct response, we'll get that Skaven skin cloak code from Warhammer Online. Uh, talking about MMOs, let's get into a little bit of MMO news. Yes. A uh, little rumor going around that Sony has a survey that's going out that hints at maybe a Planet Side 2 that's in the works. So out of nowhere. Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Nobody really was Because thinking. the people demanded it. Not really. Yeah, well, I mean, it, the thing is, is that it does have a, you know, nice little, you know, niche community. fan base and community. Um, and it is unique. It's not another WoW clone. Yeah, well, yeah no doubt about that. Um, so, the survey, uh, it doesn't make it sound like that Sony's working on a, an expansion or anything like that. It, it's saying that the information that you provide will play a critical role into helping guide the development and direction of the next hit massively multiplayer online first-person shooter. And uh, really the only first-person shooter we could think of that you know came from Sony was a planet-side game. What's the one that's coming from NCSoft or whatever? It's one uh, word. It's like Craver. Right. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, but it's not SOE. No, no, it's not SOE. We're talking NCSoft there. Um, but yeah, you're, you know, with PlanetSide 2, that would, that would be awesome. We'd have to see... And you know, I'd, what I'd love to see more than anything else is for there to be a serious push towards console development for something like this. I think it could be really successful there. Um, you know, unfortunately, to this point, nobody's stepped their game up as far as the whole MMO console uh, thing goes. So, eh, perhaps one day. Perhaps one day. Uh, Funcom. Uh, Funcom... Uh, apparently is going to be cutting uh, some staff and 20 percent yeah as a result the secret world uh, MMO is going to be delayed uh, there's a stock exchange announcement uh, Tuesday uh, and their website said uh, the the website said that uh, an, the stock fell 18 percent uh, following the announcement. Uh, what did he say? He said uh, there would be opening up a new studio in Montreal, Canada, 
which is to take advantage of uh, the great incentive programs offered by the Quebec region. Uh, but as a result, you know, this is going to, A, you know, I'm sure it's going to slow some patching for Age of Conan. It has to. It has to slow. Not to mention the creation of Rise of the Godslayer. Exactly. So they have that expansion coming out. They've got this new MMO that they've uh, they've been wanting to put out there. Uh, so around 20% of the staff um, will be affected by the headcount reductions. Um, this, uh, mo- this is mostly in the uh, Norwegian subsidiary, apparently. And uh, goes on to say that the company's development of the Age of Conan expansion pack and its preparations for launch in Korea will continue as planned, um, as will the preparations for the limited beta of uh, its first free-to-play MMO, which is scheduled to take place during uh, quarter four. Uh, the development of the Secret World will be some months extended due to the initiatives with even more focus on ensuring the delivery of a game that is fully in line with the high expectations amongst fans and gamers across the world. Um, which, of course, I just have my doubts because this is Funcom after all. They're not known for a smooth r- release of an MMO yet. Yeah. Um, but... You know, take that for what you will. Um, I, you know, I hope. You know, it's my hope that you know the Age of Conan expansion will help revitalize the the game a little bit, um, as it seems to be needing that right now. And uh, you know, hopefully, it won't affect the development of the Secret World too much, because uh, some of the things in that game just seem really cool, not to me. I agree. After all, I could be a I could be a part of the Illuminati, <laughs> which just sounds really really cool to me. Um, one big news hit uh, during the week was that Bioware opened up applications for uh, the Old Republic MMO, and of course everybody and their grandma. Flooded towards the website. Crashed it. <laughs> they crashed it. They were like, oh my god, of course I want to beta this game. Who wouldn't, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's fucking Bioware, for one thing. It's Star Wars, for another thing. Combined the two together, it's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> That's a good analogy. <laughs> it is. Um, but reading the, I guess, the non-disclosure agreement in the terms of service. Uh, some people looked into it a little bit further and, and started taking note of... Some peculiar phrases. Yeah, a couple of peculiar little phrases there. And, it, and it, we'll just read them as follows. It says, One, you acknowledge and agree that all items acquired for points during the game program are non-refundable and non-tradable. Um, the next line item says, You acknowledge and agree that uh, BWA, which I'm assuming is Bioware Austin, reserves the right to add or remove points to your account at any time and without warning. And I'm assuming that that's for testing purposes. 
as well. Uh, the other line item reads, you acknowledge and agree with BWA that that BWA reserves the right to change ad remove points rewarded in the game store game store game store at any time and without warning and the last bullet point reads you acknowledge and agree that BWA reserves the right to change ad remove items collected or updated modify or remove any items in the game at any time and without warning so all of this seems to hint at some microtransactions going on um, whether or not they kind of choose the same pricing model as Champions is doing right now where they have a limited number of items that really don't do a whole hell of a lot um, so you can buy like extra uh, bobblehead dolls at the store you know to display at your leisure uh, you could do that with real cash? With real cash. You know, and that's on top of your regular monthly subscription rate. Um, so maybe they're going to go that route. I don't honestly see Bioware going the complete well, free-to-play microtransaction like route. It sounds like there's you'll not only be able to purchase points, but you'll be able to earn them by doing things inside the game. Which would be really cool. I'd like to see that as well for for those who are like, well, you know, I play this game more than those guys who don't. You know, I should be able to just earn those points by... Putting in your hours. Putting in my hours, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, maybe that's the route that they're going. And they were cagey when they were asked about this earlier this year. Well, we haven't talked about it. We're considering all different possible avenues. Right. They wouldn't say, no, it's going to be subscription only. But, and so I'm not surprised about this development. I'm not either. I, I see, you know, there's a lot a lot of companies that are starting to go this route, you know, and it's... Hey, if it works for Xbox Live and Arcade. It does, you know, so why not, you know, why not them? Free Realms works for them, too. I remember you bought some things where you were into the game. Yep, exactly. I bought my uh, my little kitty cat. Your ghost cat. <laughs> My ghost kitty. My ghost kitty, which probably misses me right now because I haven't logged <laughs> on to that game in so damn long. Uh, Ion is getting rid of the idle shopkeeper issue, uh, which they hope will lessen the uh, game queue time. So we talked about this last week where Ion had some horrible queue, queue times. We're talking like 1,500 people in a queue, and it takes forever just to get through get through that. And they were thinking part of the problem was is that these AFK vendors, you know, they came up with this smart way to, to set up shop somewhere and just sit there idle the entire time so they'd never be logged off. Uh, so um, the shopkeeper system, you know, it's been abused, used and abused horribly since the launch. And... You know, and these shops, these these shops that are set up, they're, you know, you're you're basically it just turns on like a private store option, so you can put items up for sale, assign prices, kind of like your own personal little auction house, and uh, players can walk up to you and browse your your wares. Um, the problem was is that just doing this 
turned you into an anti-idle uh, entity, which allowed players to remain connected uh, to the server for forever. Um, you know, with no input on your part, uh, you could just get into this store mode and then wander off and you know be assured that you still be logged on hours later, uh, not do really doing much of anything. Um, so. What they've done is they've added a 30-minute timer on personal shops, um, so they're thinking that this will um, help alleviate that particular problem. Uh, so, hey, you know, that's one of those gripes that everybody had. Why they didn't see this coming right off the bat is beyond me. But uh, you know, to me, it just seemed like they should have had, they should have known that this kind of shit was going to happen to begin with. And, and they assumed they, only honorable players would enter the world of oh, I know, I know. No, <laughs> no, people are assholes, <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to exploit any little any little loophole that they could find in the game. All right, I think that's uh, all of our MMO news for today. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the general gaming news. So, Noah, are you game crazy? Yes, but I usually never go to the Game Crazy stores. No. Those are almost always... Well, that's... Have, have you ever seen a standalone one? I've no. only seen them attached to I've only Hollywood seen, videos. Yeah, I've only seen them attached to a Hollywood video, um, and, and that that's how the one that's close by me is. I uh, guess they're just going to become Blu-ray video sections yeah, of the store now, huh? Yeah, and you know, probably, they'll probably still do rentals, I imagine. They'll, they'll still do game rentals, I, I, I would guess. Um, anyway, apparently, uh, retailer Game Crazy plans to close 200 of approximately 680 locations by the end of October. Wow. Um, sources working in Game Crazy stores attached to Hollywood video locations have told Joystick.com uh, that the movie rental chain will remain open after their store's closures. Um... Their official statement on the matter is is that they're currently operating in an unprecedented consumer-slash-retail environment. In order for us to continue to best serve our millions of customers across North America, we're addressing underperforming stores and ensuring that there is sufficient uh, return on investment associated with each one of these stores going forward. Uh, so, um, be on the lookout, I guess. If you're close to one of these stores that happens to be closing um, apparently there's going to be some deals coming up you know because there's they're going to have to have a uh, you know a closure sale where they just everything must go and I and I've heard um, you know by the end of it all you'll you'll be able to find things for 50% off which is just awesome so yeah if you're looking for good game deals Check in with your game crazy. Uh, if you're if you find one locally, see if they're one of the ones closing down, and you can probably score a really good deal. So I don't know. Just thought I'd pass that along with with everyone. You know, I'm sure game GameStop's got to be just 
jumping for joy. Oh yeah, the, another one bites the dust. Competitors biting the dust. Uh, I'm not sure if the fury um, has quite been generated enough for this, but uh, Super S- Street Fighter Four has been announced, and it's been announced as a standalone title, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like how Left for Dead. Uh, two um, <laughs> was announced where they're like, well, we're going to add all these new fighters and stuff, but it's going to be a completely standalone game. You know, we're not going to offer... It's not an expansion. It's not downloadable content or anything like that. It's going to be a whole new game in itself. Uh, so I'm not sure that the fervor has, um, you know, been been generated uh for that is you know like the whole left for dead 2 issue but i thought it was kind of interesting that you know it's like a whole new game and i i don't get you know personally i don't get what else they could possibly add to it i think they're adding you know eight, it's like eight new characters including ones that weren't in the from the past right that were in ones that weren't in the original street fighter 4 that were in previous street fighter games are going right. to be included such as t-hawk t-hawk and dj and th- I think this one hasn't created quite as much ire because Capcom has a long history of re-releasing their Street Fighter titles. They did it like five or six times with Street Fighter Two. No doubt. They did man. it a couple Str- times with Street Fighter Three. Yeah, there's I know. The there's like Street Alphas. Fighter Three Turbo, Street Fighter, you know, something, you know, Street Fighter versus Capcom. And they said that even though this is going to be a standalone game. If I remember my quotes correctly, it won't be priced as more as expensive. And there is some ambiguous statement of that they're going to do something, provide something for people who now, bought the first game. Now this is what you know. I kind of and I kind of have to call bullshit on this because everything we've seen up to this point has said that games are going to be released at a sixty dollar price point, no matter what doesn't matter. I mean, I haven't seen a discounted Xbox 360 game ever. Not lately. They've all been $60. Whether it's, you know... I mean, yeah, older games, sure. They're going to discount those. But a newer game that comes out that most people say, well, this is more of an expansion than anything else. And a lot of people have been saying that about Halo ODST. Oh, yeah. Um... You know, a lot of people have been saying that. They're like, well, this isn't really, you know, a full-blown new game. It's just more like an expansion pack. Um, but they're still charging you $60 for it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not positive. I'm not positive that I trust them uh, to do that, especially when so many other companies are releasing half-baked uh, new games. Maybe it'll come out for $50 instead of 60 <laughs> Maybe. That's a discount. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. I think, and I think maybe next episode we're going to, next episode we're going to get into our roundtable discussion That's again. That's right. And we might address the whole $60 game thing as one of our roundtable topics. I'd like that. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, this next article is kind of interesting to me is where Uncharted 2 has kind of uh, come under fire uh, recently for the amount of Twitter updates 
that it automatically generated. Um, you know, basically what what happened is is that you know it it and it's kind of like how um, some of these games are set up with now to where it will um, automatically tweet your progress in the game. Um, Doesn't that happen with you on Champions? Yes, but and and at first, um, at first it was really annoying because it would it would tweet every minor little damn thing. I still think do. it is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does, because I mean, you're not the only one that's playing Champions, and no, I'm seeing I, all of you're like, oh, such and such completed such and such right. quest. Um, it was actually a lot worse, um, and I, and that's kind of what. Uh, the creators of uh, Uncharted 2 are uh, kind of facing now. They're facing a little bit of backlash uh, because what what they do is, you know, what companies are starting to do is they're starting to integrate, um, you know, social networking, you know, auto, you know, all these auto updates, you know, which will say, hey, I completed, you know, this particular achievement in this game. And... Um, apparently it's, you know, with Uncharted 2, it was kind of ridiculous. Kind of spammy. Kind of spammy. Um, and I, I won't deny that the same thing hasn't happened in Champions Online either. And and, then they've modified some of the features. Well, they, they have settings you could say, well, I don't want you to tweet, you know, particular parts of what I'm doing. Or, even if you did... Like sometimes, if you were to complete a perk in Champions Online, it would complete it would tweet every minor perk that you achieved out there. So sometimes, and sometimes you can complete multiple perks within you know mere minutes or seconds of each other, uh, kind of just depending on the circumstance. And so, what was ending up happening is your your Twitter your Twitter update would just like flood. With all this, you know, bullshit information from Champions Online, and uh, and it kind of still does that at times, uh, just kind of depending on the situation. Uh, but they've kind of modified it. I think it used to, like in Champions Online case, it used to update like every time you leveled. I think now it only updates like every five levels or so. So you can say, okay, send a tweet that says on level up and that used to mean every time you leveled up but now it only means like every five levels so that's reduced some of it the same thing goes with some of the perks like some of the minor perks you know won't even show up now but some of the more major ones like you defeated like a major supervillain, that'll show up as opposed to oh I you know I crafted this bullshit item or whatever you know it won't it won't go overboard and I think that's where a lot of companies are, a lot of these gaming companies are going to have to come to terms with Twitter, and they're like, well, you know, everybody's doing it now. You know, you have to include some kind of social networking integration in your in your video game these days. But how do you do it to a point where it's not annoying? Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to be one of those. Going to uh, have some growing pains as they get. Yeah, it's going to be one of those growing pains kind of things, I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah, don't turn it into Mafia Wars, please. Oh, my God. I, I think that's why I don't log on to Facebook anymore. It's just because of Mafia Wars. 
I was like, at first, I was like, oh, this might not be such a bad thing to get into. Well, you were playing Zombie Apocalypse for a while yourself. Yeah, I was, and now I can't even stand. I can't stand lawn logging to Facebook anymore. <laughs> I think it's solely because of Mafia Wars and Zombie Apocalypse. I just can't stand it because I log on and there's just like all this crap. Nah. Oh, I remember well. when Mark gave everybody strippers. <laughs> yes, I remember that too. I remember that too. He got uh, spammy. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Noah, what's going on with the Wii? The well, Wii is getting like. Occasionally, Wii does get shocked. a system update. Most recently, there was an update to the Nintendo Channel, which made it, which gave it a much better read, a much better design layout. Extra features, you could read a lot more stats about how many hours you put into all the games you own on the Wii. A really great quality update. And then since then, there's been another one, update 4.2. And this is <laughs> an actual... This is an update, update to the full system. The last full system update that I can remember was one to address a glitch in Wii, in Wii Sports Resort. Because there's something you could do in Wii Sports Resort that would crash or whatever. Huh. That was the last one. They had to do that in Japan in here. This one, apparently it was a combative effort, or defensive effort, if you want to look at it that way, from Nintendo to reduce or eliminate consoles with homebrew features on them. And that's all well and good. They're in their right... They're, they have their rights to do that. For, for those of you who don't know what homebrew means, that means you've modified your Nintendo Wii to do something that it normally doesn't. Yeah. Well, this little preventative action on Nintendo's behalf is apparently crashing, destroying people's Wiis that are not modded. And Yikes. folks are finding out, well, of course, sure, I've not done anything bad. I love Nintendo. I'll, I don't have a problem updating this patch. Maybe something cool will come in, like the last one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorrow. For some, not for all. It's not right. breaking everybody, but it is breaking some people's consoles, and it's kind of scary. What's good about Nintendo and their customer service is that they usually deal with these type of issues relatively quickly, so hopefully they will be on the ball with updating this. But if there's dead hardware, it's not going to be done remotely. That no, hardware is going to be sent in. they have to be shipped. Oh, man, that sucks. That's horrible. Well, hopefully they can figure this out. Yeah. Because uh, that's definitely a headache that Nintendo doesn't need right now. No. Let's get into some news of the weird. Yeah. Time for some news of the weird. Uh, Tim Schaefer, who is the man at... Double Fine Studios, um, creator of the up-and-coming hit title, Brutal Legend. And also Psychonauts before that, yes. and before that, many Lucas Many good LucasArts games. Adventure games. Um, kind of posted a retrospective on what, uh, on how he kind of broke into the industry. <laughs> and just some real interesting tidbits, you know, he was... He has, like, some of his rejection letters from Atari and Hewlett Packard, uh, places like that. It's uh, great that he kept them. Yeah, he kept them all, um, scanned them in, uh, and, and the, the last one he scanned in was his, 
his uh, experience with Lucasfilm, uh, where he uh, applied for a position for a assistant designer slash programmer in the games division, um, where he would uh, implement designs for graphical adventure games, uh, contribute to game designs, and assist in debugging and testing the games. Uh, well, his story is as follows, and this is what I I just found incredibly hilarious, is that when he applied for the uh, designer program position at Lucasfilm Game Division, so that's what they were called at the time, um, they started talking, uh, David Fox, uh, <laughs> he called, called David Fox, and they started talking, and, um, he told him how much that he wanted to work at Lucasfilm, not because of Star Wars, uh, but because he loved the game Ball Blaster um, that he had played. And David Fox replied, Ball Blaster, eh? And Tim was like, yes, I love Ball Blaster. And it was true. Uh, he says, I had broken a joystick playing that game on my Atari 800. And uh, David Fox kind of replied curtly, uh, well, the name of the game is Ball Blazer. It was only called Ball Blastered in the pirated version. <laughs> uh, of course, there was probably a really big, uncomfortable pause, and he says, totally busted, it was true, I had played the pirated version. There, I said it. Now, if you've ever pirated one of my games, you don't need to feel bad, because I did it to Lucasfilm Games <laughs> when I was in high school. Of course, if you've pirated two or more of my games, that's a different story. <laughs> and apparently, the rest of the phone interview didn't go that much better, um, but he sent in his resume anyway, and uh, he created this really corny uh, design concept uh, for for a like a fake game on why he would want to, you know, join LucasArts team. And uh, the rest is history, so to speak. Anyway, I just I thought it was kind of interesting that I mean nowadays that would never happen. Oh no, mm-hmm. that would never happen. If you ever made a mon- monumental screw up like that during a phone Next. interview, basically admitting that you pirated a copy of their their video game, uh, not only would you be rejected, but You'd probably get a visit from <laughs> some cops <laughs> a few days later, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I just I thought that was an interesting look back at at uh, Tim Schafer's history with the LucasArts. Um, there is a new study that was published in the science journal Evolution and Human Behavior. Uh, that suggests that men who play violent multiplayer games are more aggressive towards strangers than friends. <laughs> uh, so, what they found is is that they set them up and they play. They were playing uh, Unreal Tournament 2004. Why? Why 2004? I don't know. I guess this study goes all the way back till then. And. Uh, the result was is that the player's testosterone response varied depending on whether they played in-group or out-group games and was actually lower or muted 
during the former. In other words, players were more aggressive towards players that they didn't know than players that they did. And I don't know about that because I become ultra competitive when I play with you guys. I think it's because these people are in the study atmosphere, right? And they feel they don't have to they don't have to talk to these people that are anonymous. It's mm-hmm. the whole internet and anonymity when people think that their identity is is anonymous and mm. hidden. They're much more likely to be jerks. Maybe so. I mean, and, and of course that kind of holds true to you know MMOs today I guess and there's so. nothing to lose if you kill if you camp somebody and just kill them over and over and over you wouldn't do that to a friend in Warcraft most likely <laughs> <laughs> unless your name's Mark <laughs> you do it all over and over again and you just make me feel so bad Mark what are you doing <laughs> uh, never mind anyway um yeah the conclusion was that gamers are in fact more aggressive to playing against strangers than friends and it seems to mesh with results from studies in other competitive venues. Uh, I guess in 1999, there was a study of uh, professional basketball games, and it showed that men on the winning teams who, uh, who had contributed most to their team's win experienced a significant increase in s- testosterone, and another study in 2002 involving competitive domino players... <laughs> revealed that men playing in-group members experienced decreased testosterone levels while playing against out-group members, which caused uh, testosterone levels to rise. So... That really is a natural progression to go from studying dominoes to studying video games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess I could see that. I mean, I, I guess I'd be less sympathetic to somebody who I was playing against while I was blasting their brains out during a you know during a hardcore dominoes match hardcore dominoes <laughs> match yeah uh yeah, even then though sometimes i mean i've been known to actually grief our own oh yeah you and mark both <laughs> especially would... in fighting games with mark and you like oh i know he always God. does the low kick over and over <laughs> and over and he just cheeses that move all the time and it gets so frustrating. I don't know. Maybe that's because Mark's really not our friend and he is a stranger, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, so what is IGN World? IGN World, I, I'm thinking it's like a rip-off of IGN. Maybe from some, you know, Japanese or Chinese... Variant. That's all I could imagine. That's all I could figure out. Um, anyway, um, there's a couple who plays World of Warcraft uh, with their three-year-old daughter, and her name is Charisma. <laughs> uh, yeah, imagine that. You can tell they're weird already. Yep. Even though she's only three years old, she has been playing World of Warcraft for two years and enjoys it very much. Um. That's Apparently she was been playing World of Warcraft since she was one and one a half year old. I mean, seriously. Uh, started out just you know doing some basic functions. You know, they would let her navigate through the control panel, uh, d- uh, and 
uh, and I, actually, they would just let her work on the, just the PC itself, you know, by you know navigating through the control panel and the device manager um, on the PC. Um, in World of Warcraft, started doing simple things like jumping and chasing bunny rabbits, uh, but as she continued to play it, she learned the more advanced functions of the game and graduated into team play. Uh, looking for random people to help, um, exploring the world. It became evident that the newbie towns were growing too small too fast, and her limited online playtime had only allowed her to level her character up to level 20 by herself. What the hell? So they transferred one of their pre-existing level 60 alliance rogues over to her account, and she went crazy. She ran, rode, and flew everywhere she could, uh, to, you know, find new places to explore. And apparently the parents include her in questing, and they, they quest as a family. They group up with her often in dungeon instances where she learns how to play her role in a team and not run ahead blindly around corners. Like you see so many idiots, no matter what their age, do in pickup groups. Uh, anyway, they show her, and it almost looks like she's dual boxing in some of these pictures, which is even, you know, more disturbing than anything else. It's like, oh my god, she's three years old and she's dual boxing already? I'd love to hear how she talks if she uses, like, in-game lead speak as her vocabulary. <laughs> I, know. I know, it's just crazy. I just, I'm sorry. But I can't imagine making my kid play a video game. Not making him, but just even introducing him to a video game at this stage in his life. You know, he's got other things going on. You know, he's got he's got this little preschool that he's in and he likes to color and draw and, you know, read stories and, and whatever. It's like, I don't, I don't want to introduce him to video games yet. Don't you want him to start grinding for your gold? <laughs> you know what? Maybe one day I'll put him to work doing that. <laughs> I'll say, hey, um, you know, <laughs> I need some gold. Daddy needs some gold, okay? Because I need to buy uh, some some elite loot. <laughs> you know, I need to buy some of that fat loot. You need an so. epic mount. Yeah, I need an epic mount. So if you could just, you know, all I want you to do is just run around here a couple times, kill these same mobs every once in a while, you know? Just run in a circle, but not too much of a circle. Yeah, because then you'll be thought as a bot, and, <laughs> and then you'll get me banned. So I don't know. Maybe that's the way. Maybe that's the way to go. Maybe I'll put my my kid to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I think that's it for our show today. Not a lot to talk about, really. It was short and sweet. We had, uh, you know, just a lot of fun. Me and Noah, yeah, hanging out. Uh, we are looking forward to this weekend where we can just we'll probably get into some really weird, crazy games. Uh, not sure exactly what yet, but you know we'll figure it out. Probably force Mark to play some wheat chair, something like that again, because he's an absolute natural at the game. He really is. He's very good at. He it. is. He's a stud, and I, I just don't understand it. I suck at that game, uh, but but he is a natural. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us next episode, you can reach us at mail m a i l at channelmassive.com. We have our Twitter feed at twitter.com/channelmassive. We will be rapping with you next week. Thank you for downloading the podcast. Good night. We'll not tolerate desperate to control. All and everything unable to 
Let's go.